welcome to the Bippity Boppity Basics Podcast, a lifestyle podcast with a magical twist. I'm your host, Caitlin May, and I'm a self-proclaimed Disney adult and childless millennial who is obsessed with Harry Potter, Florida sunshine, and all things basic. Here on the podcast, I chat weekly about everything Disney, Harry Potter, theme park news, and navigating my basic late 20s life. Hello, Magical Basics. What a crazy time it has been for me lately. When I started season three, never did I think that it would grow to become what it did. I didn't think I would meet so many lovely people and form so many relationships, and I'm so thankful for each one of you listening. This week is our last episode with a guest for season three. Next week will be a recap episode with me and Jonathan, so we can talk about what we learned from season three and what y'all can expect uh, for what is coming for season four. So let's dive into the Bippity Boppity broadcast first. start in Walt Disney World, minivans are coming back. If you are unfamiliar with this service, minivans offer guests a unique way to get around the Disney World property. The minivans work with the Lyft app. So all you need to do is open the Lyft app and request a ride specifically for a minivan. The drivers of the minivan vehicles are actually Disney cast members who have been trained to get you where you need to go. So each vehicle comes equipped with two child safety seats. Prices can vary depending on distance traveled, but you'll be able to see the total cost and pay for it through the Lyft app. I'm insanely excited about this next news story. The Hoopty Doo musical review is returning. I have such good memories of delicious food and laughs of this show when I was a kid. I highly recommend you to check it out on your next Disney trip. Epcot's Food and Wine is returning, and we have this year's dates. The festival will start on July 14th and run all the way through November 19th. Traditional meet and greets are returning to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, and Ulani on April 18th. I am so excited about hugging Mickey and friends again. The new Guardians of the Galaxy ride has an official opening date. The brand new coaster will be opening on May 27th with cast member and annual pass holder previews already starting. Disney has announced that it will be opening a new affordable neighborhood on their property. It's still in the early stages of planning, but it is projected to take up 80 acres and hold more than 1,300 units. So let's move on to Disneyland now. Hyperspace Mountain will open at Disneyland on April 29th. This is a limited run of the very popular popular Star Wars ride, so hurry to Disneyland before it's gone. A new Encanto-themed light show has arrived at Disneyland. April 11th saw the first of the limited run show that is projected on the facade of It's a Small World. And lastly, moving to Disneyland Tokyo, the new Toy Story Resort is now open. The resort opened on April 5th and has the cutest theming. So when you arrive at this moderate tiered resort, it feels like you've been shrunken down to toy size. Andy has designed and built this hotel so that his toys can stay and play while he is away at cowboy camp. 
All right, so that is it for today's broadcast. Now it's time for our last guest episode of season three, so be sure to follow Christina on Instagram, and if you like this episode, give it a rate and review. But before we get into our episode, here's a word from our sponsor. So see you next week, and until then, basic, stay magical. All right, guys, so this week's episode I'm super excited about. Um, As you know, previously on this season, I've had my sister, and I've also had one of my new Orlando friends, Gabby. Well, this week is another sister week. We've got Gabby's sister, Christina, who recently just moved to Orlando. Hello. (laughs) Hi. And we are so super, well, one, I'm just super excited to actually, we've been friends on Instagram for a while. Yes. But it's fun to be friends in real life now. (laughs) Yes. And it's super fun that you're on the show. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I I think today's episode is going to be a really, really great episode, so I want to get into it. Okay. Let's, let's hear a little bit about who is Christina. Um, okay, so I am uh, Christina Cameron. I'm Gabby's sister. <laughs> um, I am first and foremost a singer-songwriter. Um, but I did my Disney college program back in 2019 and just really fell in love with sharing my Orlando adventures online. So I sort of became a content creator in that respect. Um, and I have always had a love for, um, filming, like making home movies, making videos of my friends, like all throughout high school, uh, making taking little clips of them. And at the very end of our senior year, like I had this full blown, like edited video of our entire high school journey as a friend group. Um, And so now I'm kind of mixing that love of all of those things together, um, especially now that TikTok is a platform that exists. And of course with Mm -hmm. YouTube and um, really just, you know, being a, a content creator and putting all of that together to share my experiences and now like you just said I'm finally moved back to Orlando and I'm so excited to get started with that but on the other side of things I am a dog mom I have a very cute miniature golden doodle named Aria and she is cute. in training to be my service dog um, because I do have POTS and um, hypermobile LR Stanlow syndrome as well so that's kind of like the full picture of me, I guess. It's so hard to like sum yourself up in like yeah. one little snippet, you know? Yeah, it really is. And I feel like uh, a lot of people who come on this podcast, they're like, main one of their main personality traits is their love for Disney. Yeah. So um, we can paint a little bit more of a detailed picture of that side of Christina, and you can talk a little bit more about like, you getting into content creation, especially now that you're here local in Orlando. It's a it's a lot easier. It's not impossible, but it's a lot easier being here. I will say that. Definitely. There's um, definitely so much more inspiration around every corner. <laughs> like I just wake up and I'm yes. like, oh, this is a good idea where I was trying yeah. to come up with ideas back home in Georgia. And um, it was, certainly wasn't impossible. It's definitely doable. Um, if mm-hmm. you don't live near Orlando, but, um, there's just so much inspiration around here. Yeah, there really, there really is. And there's always something going on and 
always magic to be experienced. Yes, so, for sure. Um, <laughs> I would love to know your favorite Disney film. Okay, so this is always a hard question for me because growing up, it was definitely Beauty and the Beast. Like Beauty and the Beast with like a side of Aladdin – like Jasmine and <laughs> Belle. Just a dash yes, of just Aladdin. Just a dash of Aladdin. Like if we weren't like using the uh, Beauty and the Beast VHS too much, we'd pop in Aladdin if it got too hot. But um, yeah, Belle and Jasmine were my favorite princesses growing up. Um, but then the newer princesses, like you have to recognize Tangled and you have to recognize Princess and the Frog. Like Princess and the Frog is definitely one of my favorite movies like ever like outside Mm -hmm. of disney even (laughs) so like yeah there was a period of time where i would literally watch that movie every single day why do you think you love it so much well um specifically with princess and the frog growing up i had this sort of self-definition of like where i was defined by how much work i was getting done i was defined by my work ethic and for me, seeing Princess and the Frog and watching Tiana realize like the whole concept of a work-life balance and like you're yeah. still worthy if you're not doing like, yes, you have these dreams and it's so um, important to follow them and be ambitious, but it's also important to just like take a step back and look around you and mm-hmm. realize what you do have and realize like that family and friends and love matters. And so... For me, definitely, at the time that I saw that movie, I was in high school. I was that kid who was definitely defined by getting straight A's and being in as many clubs as I could be in and you know, volunteering as many hours as possible and just doing, doing, doing. And so yeah. watching that movie for me was just like a – it was just one of those moments where like the sky opens up and you're like, oh, my gosh, like this, this message is for me. Like <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I totally get it because I I was one of those kids in high school as well. And it's so jarring when you graduate and it's especially like if you don't go to college or when you graduate college, like just in the real world in general, like there are no grades you're getting Mm -hmm. and there's, you know, like these very set defined goals. Right it kind of ceased to exist mm-hmm. like they be, they definitely become more blended in your everyday life and so I do I understand the feeling of like you can kind of start feeling a little aimless like this was my whole identity and now exactly. I'm like what do I do yeah exactly yeah and especially for me um I have kind of always been sick and had issues with different symptoms but I didn't get really sick until about my second or third year of college. And mm-hmm. I got like my Ehlers-Danlos syndrome diagnosis, like maybe a year before I was to graduate college. And so mm-hmm. there was all of a sudden just this whole new world, no pun intended for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, just break into song in my mind. Um, No, there was just this whole completely different world of expectations. When you have a chronic illness, like, yes, it's still okay to dream, but you do have to take a step back and realize what your new limitations are and what your new normal Mm -hmm. is. And for me, like, defining yourself by your work ethic or by how much you're producing 
it's not mm-hmm. healthy. It's not healthy for anyone. Um, but especially yeah. when you physically can't anymore, like there are things that you physically cannot do anymore. And so I think like, especially, and that's one of the reasons why like Disney is so important to me is because the movies have been there for me throughout my life. But like mm-hmm. specifically princess and the frog, like, like you said, not identifying yourself as like not having your, what you're producing be your entire identity. And like, mm-hmm. like you said, like taking a step back and realizing like, okay, this is what the real world is like. This is me getting a new feel for kind of like how things are for me and not defining myself by that anymore and realizing that there's still joy to be had. Like we, I feel like yeah. we get so trapped in, you know, keeping up with, okay, well, this person just accomplished this. I should be doing this by now, but we can't do that. Yeah, I agree. And hearing all of this and relating, um, your Hogwarts house makes so much more sense to me now. <laughs> yes, I am a very like proud Ravenclaw, as as Ravenclaws are. <laughs> Ravenclaws, not. Yes, I am definitely a very <laughs> proud Ravenclaw. I'm like protective of my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Typically, I ask like. After the Ravenclaw question, I'm like, do you think it is, like, accurate? But obviously (laughs) from, like, the whole conversation, I completely know that you're like, yeah, this is me for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, the wit, wisdom, creativity, I'm like, yes, I'll take all of that. (laughs) And that's one of the reasons why – Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you're good. You can keep going. No, I was going to say, that's one of the reasons why I love the Hogwarts houses in general. Um, Like, people just get to – pick out the things that they love about themselves and be like, oh, mm. I, I see this now. And, and like, I can gravitate towards this and I can like claim it and call it mm-hmm. mine, you know? Yeah, that is so true because I, not that other personality tests tend to be um, like negative or derogatory, but sometimes you do see bits of your personality when you get those results that you're like, oof, that's a little... <laughs> like yikes yeah friends with me um <laughs> but it it really is so true about the hogwarts house now that you say that i've never thought of that before but it it is definitely focusing on like very positive mm-hmm. attributes of yourself like even like slytherin i'm the biggest proponent of like slytherin is not the evil house right but the house it tends to be perceived as like oh they're the bad guys but even then it's like no, like you're ambitious. Mm-hmm. Like so many people would love that character trait. Exactly, like they would love yeah. to be ambitious. So you do, you bring up a really good point. That's a great way of looking at it. Like it's meant to kind of celebrate. Yes. Like very core positive aspects of yourself. I love that. So let's get on into the part that I know you're looking the forward to the absolute most. <laughs> I'm nervous and excited. <laughs> I feel like um, if I if the roles were reversed and I was to be a guest on this show, um, I would feel the exact same way. And I do think it's because of our Ravenclawness. Yeah, like, I, like the preparedness the, is <laughs> exactly like the fact that I would not know what was coming next and I could not have prepared for it would be like <gasps> to me, you know. <laughs> So and I definitely my mind get will like draw a blank under pressure sometimes. So <laughs> I definitely get your reservations, <laughs> but it's really not that deep. 
it's just it's gonna be fun let's go for it and I'm ready. we'll just <laughs> exactly we'll just see how many we can get through okay okay yeah so two minutes let's go um favorite harry potter character oh okay um i feel like this is kind of easy for me it's luna <laughs> that's fair yeah <laughs> um if you were rapunzel would you have trusted flynn rider oh wow um yeah probably not <laughs> i have trust issues okay <laughs> let's be honest like favorite disney sidekick Oh, man. Okay, so Raja was always my favorite growing up. Um, I think I'm going to go with Raja. Yeah. He's so so sweet. Oh, my gosh. Um, Harry Potter villain that you love to hate. Oh, Bellatrix. (laughs) Facts. Yeah. (laughs) Favorite Disney love song. Oh, man. Um... Probably, uh, I don't know if this is the actual title of it, but like my Belle Evangeline, the one that Ray sings and then like Naveen teaches Tiana to waltz. (laughs) Iconic moment. Um, Favorite Disney sequel? Mulan 2. I'm glad you asked that. That's a great, that's a great (laughs) sequel. Great sequel. Um, Least favorite Harry Potter film? Oh man. This one I don't really know that I have like a specific least favorite. I mean that's that's a good place to be at. <laughs> <laughs> underrated Disney film. An underrated Disney film. Um I was a big fan of Oliver and Company growing up. And then also Meet the Robinsons, which I know was Gabby's answer, but we love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great movie, and you can't beat Billy Joel. Yes, uh, thank in you. In Oliver and Company, it's I rare mean, to on. meet people that appreciate Billy Joel, but he needs to be appreciated. You are in good company here. <laughs> um, okay, so final question because this is our timer. Okay, but if you could have any country added to World Showcase, what would it be and why? Oh man, um. I don't know about adding a country, but I definitely have been thinking about adding a Luca ride to Italy recently a lot. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's a hot take Into or it. not. I feel like it's probably not a hot take, but like every time I go to Epcot, no, I feel I'm like, like people would be really behind that. Here's a hot take. I feel take, like though. people would vibe I, with that. I do feel like the I don't know. I don't know if it's considered an Africa pavilion, but like that whole area in Epcot. That has like the drums and it's I'm like, I feel like it's a waste of space. Like go to Dak yeah. and enjoy Dak. Like, I'm not saying anything against Dak, but like, which is Animal Kingdom. <laughs> but um, like I feel like that's wasted space there. And also the drumming, like <laughs> Yeah, we we were literally just talking about this at Animal Kingdom the other day. We were walking through Africa to go get in line for the safari, and Jonathan was like the outpost in Epcot is such a waste of space. Like they okay, do. Africa I'm glad here. we're on the same page. There, no, then. we completely agree. Like he was like, they do Africa so well and immersive here mm-hmm. in Animal Kingdom, and he's like, it almost is just like a big letdown to have the outpost in the showcase. Yes, like let it have its moment in Animal Kingdom and bring on. Like, use that space for, like, a different country or even just, like, expand the Africa part of it. Like... Right. I agree. Like, if you really want to have Africa in 
But then again, Africa is a continent. Oh, that's so it's true. weird that so it's like it the Africa outpost and Morocco. We have a Morocco pavilion, and that's literally a country in Africa. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I don't claim to be an Imagineer. I'm, I'm so who am I to say anything? <laughs> yes, we are very much on the same. Like, no hate to the outpost, but at the same time. It's time to go. We just kind of skip through that. <laughs> yes, exactly. We just kind of breeze on past that, that little section. Until I hear the drumming, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is coming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's get into just this is honestly a great place to kind of start because we're talking about the parks. But I would love to hear, like, if you remember your very first time in the parks or the first time that you remember. Okay, so I, I'm i pretty sure the first time I, like, technically went to Disney World full-blown, I was probably a toddler. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, like, I know I was a toddler. Like, the <laughs> like, which side is it? The ear hat behind me was, like, my oh, first look how cute. ear hat. It's, like, a little teeny tiny Minnie Mouse hat with my name embroidered on the back. So, like, uh, the only thing That's that so I remember cute. of that is, like, souvenirs and pictures. Um, mm-hmm. But the first time that I like really fully remember like most details of that trip I want to say I was like nine or ten um and I wore an Elizabeth Swan costume from Pirates of the Caribbean the entire time (laughs) I was dedicated to the pirate's life like hat, that's amazing. Sash that held the sword, everything, like one hundred percent. And if I, if it was too hot for that, the like <laughs> costume shirt came off, and there was a Pirates of the Caribbean shirt underneath. <laughs> like, we love to see it. On. We love and to remember, see that level of support. Yes, and I got the Aztec gold <laughs> necklace on that trip. The like replica necklace of Elizabeth Swan's necklace, Will's necklace. But you know, we won't get into it. um, on that trip and I still have that necklace to this day but I remember so distinctly that I was just full-on like if you would have asked me princess or pirate like call me a pirate please (laughs) that is everything to me oh my gosh (laughs) that is so funny um I remember when when they uh they rolled out that film and the PR for that film was like everywhere mm-hmm. all over the parks like everything was about pirates <laughs> i mean pirates sl- pirate slaps yeah oh i'm a I feel huge... like i feel like some people hate on it my but graduation I'm like, oh, no, these movies are fun was literally from last year and i will send you the picture was literally pirates of the caribbean themed like wait that's so on. cute like there were little easter eggs like hidden in the hat like I had a tiny little jar of actual dirt, like, glued on there. (laughs) I had, like, replica, like, 3D printed Aztec gold, like, to put on there, like, made from a shop on Etsy. Like, just full on. I'm a huge pirate. (laughs) Like, that was my graduation That is so cute. (laughs) I wish I had it. I would show it to you, but it's in storage right now. But, yeah, I'm a full on pirate. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I had no idea that you had such a love and affinity. <laughs> I do. I do. Caribbean. I will, like, fight for it. <laughs> I love that. I love that energy for you. Um. <laughs> like, forget my house. Forget my Hogwarts house. I'm a pirate. 
I'm a Jack Sparrow. This is, how, this is my main personality trait. <laughs> yes. Pirates of the Caribbean stan. <laughs> so what is it about Disney do you think that is so special to you or that you resonate so much with you that you've kind of built this life around it? Um, for me, it's kind of split. So first there's the parks, which obviously I have a strong connection to because from that trip pretty much on, like I remember so many details of that trip and so many details leading up to that trip. Like I was watching the Disney parks documentaries of how they were building the rides I would order the like vacation DVDs to come in the mail just to sit and watch them on a Saturday morning. I lived for those vacation DVDs. (laughs) Forget cartoons. Just let me watch the vacation DVDs. Um, Yes. (laughs) I have always been like such a huge Disney parks nerd. And I love like the little details and everything and bringing someone to the parks with me, like for their first time. I'm like, look at the ground. Mm. Look over here. Look, this is hidden there. So, like, I'm definitely a Disney nerd in that respect. And, like, the Disney parks are definitely my happy place. Like, there's no question about it. Um, But then the other side of it, like I kind of touched on before, is the movies. Like, the movies have always been there for me. We grew up on Disney movies. Um, Gabby and I had a bedroom growing up that our mom would always take us to. I don't know if you remember, the Disney store used to do a deal where if you came in and bought the DVD like the day or two that it came out, you would get like lithographs from that movie. So it'd be like four or five lithographs from that movie. And our mom would always make sure that we had those DVDs. And so we had those lithographs. And so our bedroom growing up, um, we had princess pink walls. She'd probably hate me for telling this story. We had princess pink walls. And I mean, the walls were just covered with framed, like ceiling to four framed lithographs of all of the Disney movies. That's so fun. So when I tell you I was like surrounded by Disney movies growing up, I was literally surrounded by Disney movies in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like I touched on before, they've always kind of, the movies have always kind of, um, I guess, found me at the right moments in life. Like Beauty and the Beast was there for me when I was a kid and I was, you know, more into reading than recess and didn't really feel like I fit in anywhere. You know, Belle was there for me. I had representation mm-hmm. in that. And then um, I talked about high school and growing up with, um, you know, that that change of heart that the Princess and the Frog brought about in me. Yeah. And then Tangled now, like ever since I um, have been sick, like Tangled has been there for me in the sense of like watching someone go through taking that step into a world that she doesn't know anything about and doesn't really know how to navigate, but she's doing it anyway. And she's just searching for her joy and, um, you know, adapting along the way that has been really like speaking true to me. Um, and, and been there for me through my like transition into, okay, what does life look like now with these chronic illnesses? And so Mm -hmm. like just the way that Rapunzel basically says, like, I am who I am. I know what I know. And I know what I don't know. And I'm doing it anyways. Like, I'm going for this adventure anyways. Like, the Disney movies have just always found me at the right place. And I just really love that. <laughs> I I love, I think my favorite part about doing this show and having this season be a different person each week is that it's so fun. And it almost feels like I'm, 
I'm like living things for the first time because you you have such different paths in life and I've watched Tangled so many times and it's so like moving to hear you talk about like what you've gotten out of it because I'm like oh my gosh that's so true like just how multifaceted like a couple episodes ago my friend Joe was on the podcast and she was talking all about how like Frozen was basically her Tangled but with like her anxiety and depression and she was like to see Elsa like represent me like struggling internally about like all of these like anxious feelings and thoughts and what ifs like that made me feel so represented and I was just like I've never even thought about that before. That's the beautiful thing about it though and I think why so many people are drawn to Disney like especially as adults as you're finding yourself again like you find yourself as a kid but then you find yourself again as a young adult and these movies like just like music like it can mean something different to everyone and Mm -hmm. like I just think that that's something really special like there's definitely something really special about Disney and like this whole world that has been created like especially with the parks too like walking around and seeing just like the moments of joy like some people are experiencing seeing the castle for the first time ever or some people are going through like the worst point in their lives and they have this trip and it's able to bring some light into the darkness for them. And that's why I love Disney so much because there's something for everyone and it finds you at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I, I feel like this is a great point to kind of touch on like, how has Disney been for you as a person with disabilities? So I'm kind of like, I kind of have these two, like my heart is kind of split in two when it comes to Disney as a company because I did work there and Disney as like a guest experiencing it Um, Mm -hmm. for me. And I I did like touch on this in my YouTube channel. So I'm not going to go into like my full story with my college program, but um, it was a heart my college program was a little bit of a heartbreaking time for me because it was this sort of behind the scenes of um me not having a very great experience as a cast member with disabilities um but I always maintained that you know if you are a guest you will get treated well and you will have that magic made for you Um, For me as a cast member, I was very glad to see that they are introducing this new um, inclusion initiative and making it a fifth key um, because there really needs to be work done there. Like without getting into the nitty gritty of it, there needs like there's improvements that need to be made and cast members with disabilities need to be heard. Um, Mm. On the guest side of things, it's been a little bit of a learning curve from these this new technology of like the the new um, DAS Pass system, the Disability Access mm-hmm. Service Pass, um, and so that has been kind of complicated. But you know, like I'm just still finding my way along with like the new <laughs> the new services, little things like where do we find the handicap bathrooms, and you know, how is that actually like 
handled in the parks, little things like the soap dispensers being too far away. Um, but I do think that there is a space now that these conversations can be had and improvements mm-hmm. can be made. I just feel like there is so much improvement yet to be made, if you know what I mean. It's like, yeah. I, that's what I mean yeah, when I absolutely. say I have like kind of a, a split heart when it comes to Disney because I have, you know, the broken heart side of dealing with the company. And it really was um, a very difficult time for me because as you just heard me talk about a couple minutes ago, I truly have a love for Disney and I truly believe that there is space that um, magic can be made and magic is being made. Um, But like I said, there's still, there's still so much room for improvement. And I kind of try to share that as I go. Like even now I'm learning how to vlog with my mobility aids and like there's little Mm -hmm. things that you wouldn't think of before that now you're like, it's just, it's a learning curve for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, what would you say to someone who has disabilities who has always wanted to experience the parks but have been too scared because of their disabilities like what words of encouragement or advice would you give them I'd say if you have disabilities and you have always wanted to experience the parks as a guest go for it do your research ahead of time on the DAS pass and you know speak with disability services ahead of time to get your questions answered because there are things like maps for people with certain disabilities and the DAS pass system is something that can be utilized in a very efficient way. Um, so definitely do your research ahead of time. Um, but go for it. Like I don't feel like there are things that I, um, there, I don't I don't feel like there are things that hold me back nowadays as a guest. It's a little more difficult, sure. But if mm-hmm. it's always been your dream to go to Disney, just go for it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and I understand. Yeah. I understand the fears with the accessibility because I mean you can't even go to a restaurant without looking ahead of time, like, can I get my wheelchair into there, you know? And so yeah. I think that utilizing the resources that are available from both the Disney website and also from creators who have disabilities that share Mm -hmm. and that's something that I want to move into too with my content creation really is to show like okay so you you have a DAS pass but where do you go because there's some rides that have separate entrances um so utilize um all the information that you can beforehand that way yeah it can be less scary because there are Disney does have things in place to make things less scary and less unpredictable for guests with disabilities. Yeah. I feel like I love that you're starting to transition your content towards that because I feel like there is such a need, not only for representation. Oh my gosh. Someone in our apartment is like (laughs) throwing some things around. Um, we're under attack. Um, (laughs) I feel like there is such a need not only for representation in the creator community, the Disney creator community for people with disabilities, but also just like that knowledge needs to be shared 
mm-hmm. you know, like I if I had someone who was in my family who wanted to come and visit who had disabilities, I would not even know where the to begin. first place. Exactly. Like I, that's just not information that is readily accessible. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so I would be just scouring the internet, like, what do I do? Where do I go? And that's, you know, that's where creators like you come in who are constantly putting out content like that where you can be found and, you know, people can, more people can experience the parks. I think that right. truly is like the heart of it all mm-hmm. is that Disney becomes more and more and more and more and more inclusive. Right. And more people feel comfortable to go and experience that magic. Mm-hmm. And it's just a little bit, like I said, like a learning curve. So before I moved here and before they implemented the new DAS system, there were some rides that I didn't realize there are different entrances for. And so mm-hmm. for someone like me, you know, like for able-bodied people, it's walking from one entrance to another, it might not seem like it makes a difference. But if you are sort of banking your time and banking your energy. And you're like, okay, so I've walked all the way around to here to check in. Oh, actually the check-in's that way. And, you know, that that takes energy. That takes, yeah. Um, with the spoon theory, that takes spoons away. <laughs> um, but right. I um, sort of realized in that moment, like, oh, okay, this is something that's not readily available to people. Like this is information that's not accessible until you're actually here, feet on the ground, in the park or wheels on the ground in the park to be more inclusive. (laughs) But, um, and so, yes, I, uh, that's something that I realized there was a need for, and I really want to push myself to actually get out there into the parks and be like, okay, so if you're riding spaceship earth, this is where the entrance actually is going to be for you. Just so that it can Mm -hmm. make things easier for people who, like you said, it's always been their dream, but they're a little terrified inside because how do I prepare for something so huge? Yeah. Do you feel like, do you feel like some, because I know you've experienced the park as like a stereotypical cookie cutter type person and now you're experiencing the parks, like you said, in your tangled moment Mm -hmm. of like experiencing this whole different world that is new, completely new to you. Do you think that some of that that Disney magic is lost or Disney does a pretty great job at at giving that elevated experience like they would any other guest? Um, So I've experienced it in two ways. Um, I experienced it pre-Lightning Lane and post-Lightning Lane. Um, Unfortunately, post-Lightning Lane, uh, there's, there's going to be a half, there's going to have to be a lot of things worked out on Disney's side Mm. um, because the Lightning Lane entrance is the same entrance as the Das Pass entrance. Um, and oh. so if paid guests are paying during a certain time frame and that is your return time, then you could still end up with a long wait on the DAS side. And it's not like that for all rides, but it is like that for most rides. And so if I'm being honest, that has taken a little bit of the magic away, but I also have a hope that with when it comes to Genie Plus and the new Lightning Lane system and the new DAS system, I feel like there has been a space to say, hey, this isn't working. Like I've spoken with mm-hmm. disability services a few times and they 
I've had cast members that have recognized, like, I understand that this doesn't make sense and I'm going to pass your feedback along. So I feel like it's still in a phase where they're still taking feedback. Like I, I think the company itself, and I think that you've probably heard this from other cast members too. I think that the company itself is still in a learning curve period of yeah. time. So like, I don't yeah, want definitely. that. Yeah. I don't want that to discourage anyone from coming now. Um, but I like for the expectation to be realistic because when the expectations are realistic, you can plan better, especially as someone like, going through this learning curve as like someone with chronic illnesses. Like if you know what you're going into, it's better off. Like you're better off than just going in with like a everything will work out mentality. Yeah. I feel like um, what a lot of people and like Disney has never announced this at all. So don't even think that like I'm a spokesperson for Disney, but I feel like people need to be mindful that, Honestly, this new system is kind of still in beta testing. Mm -hmm. Like, like think of it as like they have like soft launched a product and they're beta testing it out because you are right. Like, I feel like every week there's something new, like something is being tweaked or changed or I hear our cast member friends being like, oh, yeah, like we, you know, this was told us to us and this is different now or this has kind of been explained in a different way or it's being reimagined a little bit like so it's definitely not a perfect system I don't know if it deserves entirely all of the hate that it gets but um yeah I think you're completely right in saying like just come prepared first Mm -hmm. of all do your homework but also you gotta and we were saying this too before we started recording is that Anytime humans are involved, it's not going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, we are just already not perfect beings. And so Disney, I feel like, is always put on this pedestal of, like, everything is perfect. Everything has to work perfectly. Everything has to be addressed perfectly. Everything has to, you know, they're just, like, held so high. And sometimes I kind of almost empathize with them as a company because I'm like, they're not going to get it right every time. But they're going to be like, it's it's not going to be pretty when they don't. Right. That's why I think it's important to have creators who are very honest about, hey, this isn't working. And instead Mm. of just being like, Disney is 100 percent perfect. Everything is magical. Everything is pixie dusted 100 percent of the time, because like you said, they end up on this pedestal and then people come for vacations with completely different expectations. And also, like you said, like I do very much feel like this whole new system with the lightning lane and the new DAS pass system is in, like we're in testing mode right now, even though it's actually out yeah. in the parks, it's in testing mode. And so yeah. like to answer your question about experiencing the parks right now as someone with disabilities, um, I don't want to completely say it's working or it's not working, you know, because I do feel like it's in this limbo right now where, you know, there are things that definitely don't work and there are things that work Mm -hmm. perfectly fine. So. Yeah. I, I, I can empathize with that and respect that. Um, 
But at the same time, I want your words to ring true of like you're if you're listening out there and you have disabilities and you've always wanted to come to the parks, don't be scared to. Yes. Because... Oh my gosh. Yes. Just do it. Like yeah. <laughs> even yeah. I say the same yeah. thing to people who reach out to me about the Disney College program. Um, because I have shared my experiences and they weren't positive ones. And I've had people reach out to me and say, you know, what do I do? Like, this has been my dream since I was young, which was the same way for me. Like we've spoken in the past about how, like I, in high school was like, I'm going to college at Disney. Um, But I like to say the reason why I talk about this so often is not to discourage people from trying. It's to help them be prepared ahead of time. Like, especially with the Disney college program, know your rights under the ADA, know what your accommodations can be, work with your doctor so they can work with Disney and back and forth. Um, I, I like people to be able to have a more realistic view, not to discourage them, but just to prepare them. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's also a little bit of your Ravenclaw coming out too. Yeah, like, probably. <laughs> probably. Prepare, prepare, prepare. <laughs> I'm like, you can go off and dream and be creative, but make sure you're prepared. Do your paperwork first. <laughs> I I also just want to mention too, like uh, we will link everything for Christina's like YouTube videos about the college program. So if you are someone out there listening who has disabilities and who is kind of listening to this because you want to do the DCP or just be a cast member with Disney in general. Um, I know we're not going into like crazy detail in this specific episode, just because we don't want to just like, you know, replicate content that has already been made. So definitely Christina's YouTube will be linked down below. If that's more resources that you're looking for um, because you're wanting to, be a part of the Disney community in this capacity. So that makes a great transition to this whole season. We've kind of just been trying to focus on Disney and Harry Potter bringing people together in a world that is, it feels like it's set out to divide us. Mm -hmm. So, I would love to hear just from your personal experiences and perspectives, what is it about Disney and Harry Potter and, you know, every facet of them that you think brings people together of different walks of life? I think that between Harry Potter and and Disney stories both, um, that same concept that I kind of keep saying, bringing up like of hope like like you said the world today is so (laughs) terrifying (laughs) um in so many different ways uh we're getting hit from like every angle possible um as far as you know think things that are fear inducing um and stress inducing um but i think that both tell stories of good winning out versus evil even in times when you think it's going to be like absolutely impossible. Um, Good always wins and the light always finds a way to shine through. And so I think that even though both sort of provide this sort of escapism from like everything that's going on because they have like fantasy elements, um, I think that there's a realistic portion of it too that we 
can pick out. And like you said before, different guests have picked out different parts of different stories to bring into their real lives and found representation from like, hey, this is something, this is something that I'm going through or a darkness that I am passing through at the moment. And this was this light that shined through during that moment. And I think that yeah. everyone, I mean, everyone needs that. We all need hope. We all need joy. Um, even though at times we could say like, no, I don't need it. Like, that <laughs> I think like Disney adults, like recently Disney adults have been getting a bad rep, but I think like, you know, it just comes down to hope. Yeah. And also, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Like touching too on what we were talking about before with people's houses. Um, I have only been to Universal once so far. Um, because I wanted to we see will the Wizarding change World. That. Yes, I know. It's going to change, I promise, especially now that I'm down here local. But we went um the week after Thanksgiving, so we we highly did not pay attention to crowd calendars and it was a mistake. Yeah, but that was a one thing that I really <laughs> loved good. was seeing everyone walking around in their robes of different houses, but like hanging out together. And so circling back to that concept of like how your house you can sort of celebrate the best qualities in you. And even though someone like a Hufflepuff, you wouldn't think would be like great friends with like a Slytherin. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You see everyone like hanging out together, regardless of houses, regardless of like you said, that concept of where everything's trying to divide us. It's just like this camaraderie, I think between both mm-hmm. communities that can be found. Like, yes, there is divisiveness and there's problems in every fandom community you could possibly think of but there is something about both universes that just sort of longs to draw people together and I think that's something super cool (laughs) yeah same and I feel like that at its core is like one of the main things that make people Disney and Harry Potter adults Mm -hmm. is that you're able to see that like celebration of individuality but also playing into like if we work together like look at what we can accomplish you put that so well like literally that celebration of individuality and then still what draws us together yeah yeah so let's end it on a fun note okay we we love to take back the word basic here on the podcast. Yes. I feel like it's got a very negative connotation, but we like to celebrate it. Um, so I would love to hear about the most basic thing you've ever done. Okay, so I don't really have a story of the most basic thing I've ever done, but something about me that I think just like exudes basicness <laughs> in the best way. Um, I am obsessed with fall. Like, Give me that the is very Halloween basic. season. <laughs> like, I will literally... Like, the fact that you just called it Halloween. Yes, literally. Like, give me the aesthetics. Give me the, like, I, I literally start celebrating Halloween. It gets earlier and earlier every year, but last year it was July. Like, I was like, it's time to decorate the house. So... I'm so excited to finally be in Orlando where Halloween like starts in August. Cause I'm like, True. yes, I'm ready. These are my people. <laughs> you live at a very convenient location, but a very unfortunate state for your love of Halloween. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Because we get That's true. none of that here. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. As long as I have the aesthetics though, because I, 
um, I'm from Georgia, and we would mm-hmm. get like maybe two weeks of of like true fall weather, and then that right. would be it. Like it would go from cold straight to hot. So I'm prepared weather wise, but as long as I have the aesthetics, as long as the stores have pumpkins out <laughs> and fall leaves and everything smells like cinnamon, like I'm here for it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. We always have a rule in our house, even before we moved here, is that like when Disney decorates for holidays, that's when we're yes. allowed to. Do. That's the right way to do it. <laughs> so, Christina, I would love for you to um, kind of plug your socials, tell um, all of the basics where they can connect with you even more. Yeah. Okay. So, my Instagram at Christina at the Castle. Um, is pretty much what I'm on most often. My TikTok is the same username. Um, my YouTube channel is under my first and last name, Christina Camerata, but you can find it linked through my Instagram. And then also, if you want to check me out on Spotify for my original work, it's still under Christina Camerata. So, yes, we would, we're definitely going to link that. Um, so the Christina's Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and definitely Spotify will be linked in the show notes if you're listening or the description box if you are watching us here on YouTube. In fact, if you're watching us, just go ahead and click that link and go straight to Christina's videos. That way, you know, very seamless transition here. Um, But thank you so much for hanging out with us, Christina. It has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow the pod and let me know what you thought of today's episode. All of our links are in the show notes and description box down below. And if you're listening to today's episode, please give us a rate and review. And don't forget to include your Instagram handle to be featured as our basic of the week. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and ring the notification bell. I upload new episodes on Wednesday and other videos for more Magic Mondays. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time. Until then, basics, stay magical.